Welcome to the Search the Scriptures podcast, where we dive into scripture and provide the explanation of it in the most accurate light that we can. Search the Scriptures is a podcast that is dedicated primarily to the Christian, challenging our brothers and sisters along with ourselves to see if we have set aside the commands of God to set up our own traditions. To do this, we use scripture to explain scripture. Please join us on this journey. All right, so we are in First Samuel chapter four. Uh, let's jump right into it, Mary Berry. All right, so First Samuel chapter four, verses one through five says, "And Samuel's words came to all Israel. Israel went out to meet the Philistines in battle and camped at Ebenezer, while the Philistines camped at Aphek." The Philistines lined up in battle formation against Israel, and as the battle intensified, Israel was defeated by the Philistines, who struck down about 4,000 men on the battlefield. When the troops returned to the camp, the elders of Israel asked, Why did the Lord let us be defeated today by the Philistines? Let's bring the Ark of the Lord's Covenant from Shiloh. Then it will go with us and save us from the hand of our enemies. So the people sent men to Shiloh to bring back the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord of Hosts, who dwells between the cherubim. Eli's two sons, Hophni and Phinehas, were there with the Ark of the Covenant of God. When the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord entered the camp, all the Israelites raised such a loud shout that the ground shook. So we have uh, here that uh, Sammy's a little bit older at this point. Uh, the this this war is about to this war breaks out and they but they had a skirmish at first basically so israel's out there they meet up with the philistines and they go to battle with them four thousand israelites die they come back reports i guess to the to the philistines i mean to the uh to the israelites uh to the elders and the elders are asking like what's going on like why are we losing this and so the elders had this idea that hey just send god with them into battle like you know he's so god is in this ark he's he's in between the uh these these the, uh, the two angels uh that they built in there and he's in the ark and so they said let's just let's just take him into battle and he's going to save us uh from him so they believed that this was going to work and this is an important part i feel they believed that this is going to work and all of israel agreed with them they i mean they when they saw the ark come out it's they just started celebrating is it so much that the ground shook and then that, so they're going out there and uh, they're about to get into this. They're about to uh, get into uh, get some some payback on this on this war that they that they're that they're in the middle of at this point. Any questions or comments on this before we go to the next part? All right, let's go, Mary Berry. So First Samuel chapter four, verses six through nine says, the Philistines heard the sound of the war cry and asked, "What's this loud shout in the Hebrews' camp?" When the Philistines discovered that the Ark of the Lord had entered the camp, they panicked. The gods have entered the camp, their camp, they said. Woe to us. Nothing like this has happened before. Woe to us. Who will rescue us from the hand of these magnificent gods? These are the gods that slaughtered the Egyptians with all kinds of plagues in the wilderness. Show some courage and be men, Philistines. Otherwise, you will serve the Hebrews just as they served you. Now be men and fight. So they're trying to encourage each other because they see that uh, this ark is there. And they said a God or the gods have entered into the camp, into their camp specifically. And then they know that uh, that this, who they thought it was multiple guys, it said these are the guys that slaughtered the Egyptians, that, uh, that, that slaughtered the Egyptians, their gods. This is the God that made war against them. What are we gonna do? Like, how are we gonna how are we gonna fight against such such a such a god here? Or they're they're thinking it's multiple gods, and so uh, so that's what they're at at this point. And so uh, they are they are uh, they're having to rally themselves up to fight and uh, and not be afraid, you know, and, and to and to go through with this. And so they do. Uh, but this is actually from when we had a study way back. When we talking about Exodus. This is actually. Uh, this this happened uh, uh, just a, I don't know I can't remember how many years after they left Egypt, but it just goes to show you how much is that 
that thing that happened in Egypt when God brought them out of Egypt, how much this has spread and God has uh, become known because of this. In fact, he would talk about this. Let's go to the next slide, Mary Berry. Oh, before we do, what you got, G. White? Um, so who are the Philistines today? Who would those people be? Oh, I don't I, I don't have that information for me right now. I couldn't even tell you. Uh, it's a good question. I don't know if this I never really looked into that. Yeah, well, you Let's said Egyptians the, and who would the reference be? Okay. Oh no, it wouldn't be the the, the uh Let's see today. It wouldn't be the Egyptians. They're two different people. Palestine? Uh, Sounds like it. It says uh, that they no longer exist today. The ancient biblical Philistines. After they were uh, conquered by the Babylonians, it looks like. Some people say that the, uh, that the Palestinians are the descendants of them, but I don't know how true that is. Sounds right. Okay. <laughs> So yeah, so uh, so yeah, so they're they're going at it, and uh, and so they're afraid. The Philistines are afraid because you know they they realize that there is a God in their camp, and so uh, and so again, like they they they've heard of this God or gods prior, and there's a reason for this. And let's uh, go to the next one, Mary Berry. And that's coming from I'm gonna go to Exodus chapter 14 verse verse four and it says and this is the lord speaking i will harden pharaoh's heart so that he will pursue them then i will receive glory by means of pharaoh and all his army and the egyptians will know that i am yahweh so the israelites did this so this is what's happened so what's happened here in exodus chapter 14 verse four this is god speaking to uh uh to moses and telling him hey wander around in this little area between the sea in the uh in the shore here between the red sea and this in, in this uh part of the land right here and pharaoh's gonna think that you know you guys are just confused you don't know where you're going and he's gonna pursue he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna take off after you guys and then he and then he's gonna drown them god says i'm gonna i'm gonna actually drown them out there and then i will gain glory or i will receive glory by means of pharaoh and that's what happened so prior to this remember no one really knew about god not not about yahweh no one really knew about him and so even pharaoh would say when moses went to pharaoh he said this is what yahweh says or this is what the lord says let my people go and then pharaoh would respond who is the lord or who is yahweh that i should obey him he was literally asking that like who is this person you're talking about like you just you bring talking about this god like who is this person and so so he was not known but this what he did to the Egyptians and Pharaoh is how he, how he became famous, if that makes sense. Any questions or comments on this so far? All right, let's look at another example of that actually playing out. So Joshua chapter two, verses one through 11, it says, Joshua, son of Nun, secretly sent two men as spies from the Acacia Grove saying, go and scout the land especially jericho so they left and they came to the house of a woman a prostitute named rahab and stayed there the king of jericho was told look some of the israelite men have come here tonight to investigate the land then the king of jericho sent word to rahab and said bring out the men who came to you and entered and entered your house for they came to investigate the entire land but the woman had taken the two men and hidden them so she said, yes, the men did come to me, but I didn't know where they were from. And nightfall, when the gate was about to close, the men went out and I don't know where they were going. Chase after them quickly and you can catch up with them. But she had taken them up to the roof and hidden them among the stalks of flax that she had arranged on the roof. The men pursued them along the road to the fords of the Jordan. And as soon as they left to pursue them, the gate was shut. Before the, men, uh, before the men fell asleep, she went up on the roof and said to them, I know that the Lord has given you this land and that the terror of you has fallen on us. And everyone who lives in the land is panicking because of you. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the waters of the Red Sea before you when you came out of Egypt. And when you did and what you did to Shihon and Og, the two Amorite kings, you completely destroyed across the Jordan. When we heard this, we lost heart 
and everyone's carriage fell because of you. But the Lord your God is God in heaven above and on earth below. So here we see it also being played out. So this is when uh, this is just after uh, uh, or shortly after they were uh, brought out of Egypt. And so here they are spying out this land, trying to figure out, uh, uh, I guess, the best way to take it over. And so this woman, she's a prostitute, hides, hides, hides them. Then the whole land already knows that uh, they, they already heard about what they've done to about what their God has done to Egypt. So they're afraid. They're they're super afraid of them. And so uh, and it says their hearts were uh, where is it? At? I just said like the hearts melt or something like that because of it. So she she knew it. And and, and so she uh, feared God and, and, uh, and saved them. But the main purpose of me bringing this up was that this is a part of God gaining glory for himself. When it, when he had when he did that back in Exodus, that's when all these other places that didn't worship God, uh, they, they worship other gods, pagan gods, and they still would afterwards. But they just knew that this particular God, the God of the Israelites, was more powerful than all of them. And so that's how he gained glory for himself. Questions or comments on this? What you got, G. White? So why did she help these guys? Because she knew that they were about to. Uh, she she said herself that that land is about to uh, be theirs. <laughs> she she knew that that land, but the guy was going to give that land to them, and so uh, and so she 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 sided with them as opposed to the the people of her land, and so but by doing so, she saved her and her household. Uh, but yeah, that land was going and they knew it too. Like the people knew it. The people knew that there was something that's about to happen. And, uh, and, and she said, it said, we know that, that this is what you're, what's going to happen. That you're, you're, this land will end up going to you. You're going to take this land. And so she decided with them instead of siding with the, uh, with the people instead. I got it. It was survival. Yeah, exactly. Great. She, got it. she survived her and her household. That's what the uh, that's what the uh, spies would end up telling us. Say, hey, you are gonna tie tie this scarlet rope uh, rope out here, and uh, when we come back to attack, we won't touch this area. He said, but if you don't do this, then then your blood's on your own hands. And so yeah, so that's she she survived because of that. Anybody else got anything else on this one? All right, Mary, Mary let's go to the next part, Sammy. This is gonna be a pretty quick one. So Samuel, first Samuel chapter four, verses 10 through 11, it says, so the Philistines fought and Israel was defeated and each man fled to his tent. The slaughter was severe. 30,000 of the Israelite foot soldiers fell. The ark of God was captured and Eli's two sons, Hophni and Phinehas, died. So uh, this is pretty tough here. Remember that at the beginning of this, they were like, um, let's take the ark. We'll have God with us and, you know, and he'll deliver us from it. And they all believed it. And they had this war cry going that was so powerful that the earth shook. But that was not God's will. It was not God's will. So they went out there and they had, on this particular point, 30,000 of their other foot soldiers died. Not only did that happen, but uh, the ark of God was captured. Eli's two sons, who who uh, God called wicked, they died, and so. But I want to remind us of something. So, a uh, chapter back, uh, the Lord had already said that, that uh, He didn't say exactly what's going to happen. He said two things were going to happen, and one of them was Hophni and Phineas dying, the two sons. He gave us. He let us know that two. The uh, the one thing that was going to happen. Hophni and Phineas dying on the same day uh, that this other thing is going to take place. So he didn't tell us exactly what was going to happen uh, other than these two dying, but something big was going to happen and they were also going to die all on the same day. And so now we see it actually take place on the same day, both the ark, which was the biggest thing was taken. It was captured. And then the sign of this taking place was Hophni and Phineas dying on the exact same day that this took place. And so uh, we'll we'll take a look at that to refresh our memories. Let's go to the next one, Mary Berry. This is from the previous chapter, First Samuel chapter three, verses eleven through twelve. It says, "The Lord said to Samuel, 
I'm about to do something in Israel that everyone who hears about it will shudder. On that day, I will carry out against Eli everything I said about his family from beginning to end. So he had already told Eli that his sons were going to die. Uh, the uh, uh, sons are going to die. And that uh, on the same day, this is what he says right here. On this day, he's going to do something that when everybody hears about it, it says their ears will tingle or, or they will shudder. And so uh, that's what happened just now. On that same day, the ark was taken. God, God is in this ark and it was captured. And, uh, and so it just is just something that was just, uh, just they would no one would have expected it at this point. No one. I mean, it's the same God that defeated every last God of Egypt. This is the same God that was doing all the miracles out in the de desert. And then that was ca captured. The ark that he lives in was captured. They're very salvation is gone so yeah that it was a big deal questions or comments on this so far all right let's wrap it up mary mary so first samuel chapter 4 verses 12 through 22 says that same day a, a benjamite a benjaminite sorry man ran from the battle and came to shiloh his clothes were torn and there was dirt on his head when he arrived, there was Eli sitting on his chair beside the road watching because he was anxious about the ark of God. When the man entered the city to give a report, the entire city cried out. Eli heard the outcry and asked, why this commotion? The man quick, quickly came and reported to Eli. At that time, Eli was 98 years old and his gaze was fixed because he couldn't see. The man said to Eli, I'm the one who came from the battle. I fled from there today. What happened, my son? Eli asked. The messenger answered, Israel has fled from the Philistines. And also there was a great slaughter among the people. Your two sons, Hophni and Phinehas, are both dead and the ark of God has been captured. When he mentioned the ark of God, Eli fell backward off the chair by the city gate. And since he was old and heavy, his neck broke and he died. Eli had judged Israel 40 years. Eli's daughter-in-law, the wife of Phinehas, was pregnant and about to give birth. When she heard the news about the capture of God's ark and the deaths of her father-in-law and, and her husband, she collapsed and gave birth because her labor pains came, came on her. As she was dying, the woman taking care of her said, don't be afraid, you're giving birth to a son. But she did not respond or pay attention. She named the boy Ichabod, saying, the glory has de departed from Israel, referring to the capture of the Ark of God and to the deaths of her father-in-law and her husband. The glory has departed from Israel, she said, because the Ark of God has been captured. So uh, a lot is happening here. But what I really want to point out here is that um, Eli, Eli hears about his son's he hears that his sons are dead and nothing happens right when he hears this, but it wasn't until he hears the capture that the ark was captured that he it called that. That's what caused him to fall backwards and die. It's as if Eli just accepted that that was going to happen to him anyway, that they were going to die. He already, he had already received that, uh, that revelation. He already received that prophecy that his sons were going to die on the same day of this tragedy that's going to take place he didn't know that the tragedy was the ark being captured that ark being captured would cause him to uh to just fall to just collapse right then and there then he ends up breaking his neck and dies also his daughter-in-law say she seems to be a, a a pious woman also and uh because she hears that the ark is gone and she and she collapses and dies and before she dies when she collapses and she's going into labor the person that is taking care of her is saying hey don't don't worry like don't be afraid like you just gave birth to a son she's trying to encourage her and she didn't even care says she did not pay did not respond or pay attention she didn't care that she gave birth to a son she said call him ichabod because the ark of god has been captured that's what was concerning to her that's how much 
that's how big of a deal the ark being there with the Israelites was. That was their protection. That's what went out with them whenever they went from place to place, whenever they were camped out in the desert for as long as they were. And that was captured. And so uh, and so that was of greater importance than anything else for both Eli and for his daughter-in-law. Questions or comments on this? We're at the end now. So questions, comments, concerns. I have a comment. I was thinking um, of that word that they felt. Um, oh, man, I can't think of it. But it's that, uh, like a fear, like desperate, like, you know, like everything. Like you said, even their family, their baby. It'll come to me. There's a word that I want to describe what they were feeling. <laughs> Amen. What you have, Ashley? Um, I'm actually gonna uh, save my comment till the end of a uh, Bible study. We're at the end. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, well, here's the thing. Four, anyway. Okay. Oh, um, because the thing is, okay. So I'm gonna go back a little bit. Earlier, someone had made a comment about the Philistines and the Palestinians. Yes. And like, I want to say this really, really quick, and I don't want this to be a big deal. There are a lot of misconceptions when it comes to the Palestinian and the, the Israeli war that's going on right now. And it's really important for us as Christians to read the Bible for ourselves, because the what's going on right now is it's it's incredibly controversial and I, it gets me upset because from what i'm learning about the bible that that is not israel's land and a lot of that has to do with zionism and that's different from judaism and it's a lot it's a controversial topic especially with us christians because you have a certain type of christians or certain people in christianity that say that we're supposed to support the Israeli war because it's their land. When in reality, from what I've studied, they actually lost that land. And it's not theirs. And a lot of that, the reason why they have the land that they have now has more to do with the Rothschilds than, than uh, it even being a religious thing. And that they came in and took the land from the Palestinians. But I mean, I don't want to go too deep into it because like it's it's a lot and I don't want to take up too much time. But what I will say is that comments like that need to be left out of Bible study. And that's only because it goes into a different realm. Because if we honestly as Christians read the Bible and not just listen to word of mouth or what other people are saying and they're preaching, which it's not right and it's not of the Bible. And we have to be really careful about that. Amen. So let's take this up then. So it is a complex situation with Israel since 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 their existence. Um what we're talking about right now actually is how like literally right now what we're talking about is how Israel actually got that land. That land belonged to someone else, to many different other, other uh, people and tribes and people. It belonged to many different other, uh, the Hezubites, the, the Hittites. It belonged to a ton, the, Can the Canaans, uh, Canaanites. It belonged to a ton of different uh, uh, people. God himself, according to the Bible, God himself wiped those people out and gave that land to Israel, gave that land to the Jews. So that that's and, and we can look at people can look at that, say it was wrong. That was already their land. They can say what they want to about it. But that doesn't change that. That's what God did for the Israelites. There were a ton of different people that lived there and it wasn't them. They weren't living there. They because uh, they they're they're They come from Abraham. And they were not living there at this point. They were living in a completely different place. God called out to Abraham, who was worshiping other gods. 
that's what they were. They were they were paganist people. They were worshiping other gods. God called Abraham from amongst them, called him from out of his people and said, I'm going to send you somewhere else. And the place that he was going to send them to is the land of Canaan, which is today the land where Israel is at this moment. Now, whether they lost it, it doesn't matter. It belongs to them, according to God. Now, what they do, whether it is righteous or not righteous, they they have a history of rebelling against God. Literally, their name means wrestles with God. They they continuously mess up. That doesn't change the fact that God is not a faithful God and he's faithful to the Israelites. And so because of that, they will always have that land. It will always belong to them. There will be times where they're kicked out of it. God himself says it. It has happened a few times in the Bible. They got kicked out of it. They got they got delivered into the hands of, of the people around them. They, the place was taken over. There's times where the place was literally left desolate. There was times where it was taken over by uh, Babylonians and other different types of, uh, uh, of, of, of people around because of their own rebellion against God. But God is a faithful God, and that place will always belong to it. That's, that's literally their inheritance. That's going to that's gonna be theirs. Now, again, that's not me saying that uh, me taking the sides of Israelites or any man, Palestinian or, or Jew, if they do something that is unrighteous. That is not us to call. Any, we're, we're not to side with the unrighteous. It don't matter who it is. It don't matter if it's a person that calls himself a Christian. It don't care. It don't matter if it is a Christian. If they act unrighteously, they can't. They, we can't take the side on what you, what you got. See, from my understanding, there, like when Jesus, when Jesus came, that basically destroyed that Jewish kingdom, that Jewish side of it. And the thing is, like Jewish people, they don't believe in Christ. They don't believe that He came. So that's where the like, that's where the conflict is with me. Like as far as the situation, it's like okay, so if Jew if Jesus came, then that means that, like, because the like I said, the Jewish people don't believe in Christ. And I'm I'm hoping I'm making right. sense. You're right. They they don't. because that's Most that's where the conflict is. Because I feel like, okay, so with Jesus coming, it's for everyone, anyone like John 3, 16, anyone that believes in Christ, they inherit it. They inherit it, uh, a place in heaven. They inherit, you know, like we're, we're all a part of Abraham's covenant. We're the stars, right, that he's seen, that God showed him. That's the part that like is like, okay, so why are they? And then also what I was saying, um, earlier the Rothschilds had actually bought that land and they more or less gave it to them is it like they and they established that state of israel but like i said once again the Rothschilds, like they were they were they're jewish so they feel like they're entitled to that land so i'm glad don't get me wrong i'm glad that you're bringing this up because because there is a lot of thought uh there is a movement that goes towards things like this and i want to if we want to talk about scripture we're going to bring up scripture oh what you got i'm sorry ashley well the reason why i brought that up is because someone else had brought it up and that it just basically disrupted bible study for me personally because like i want to be able to be a part of bible study and in a bible study group that actually like that teaches and that's why like i'm on guard because like it's hard for me to even be even sometimes in church because like I wrestle with certain things and I can't be around certain Christians because they believe one doctrine here and another doctrine here. And I would just want to make sure like where I'm at, you know, it's like me testing the spirit. That's fine. And that's completely, that is completely warranted. That is completely warranted. So that's what we're going to do. Uh, Mary, stop sharing for me. I got something I want to throw up here. I, I brought it up. I, I didn't mean for it to go this far. I just asked who the people were. I don't know enough about it. But I do know Israel just lost their ark. And Eli's yeah. dead. Mm -hmm. So we're going to take a uh, look here. Can you? Are you guys able to see this? Yep. Okay. 
So this is coming from Romans. This is coming from Romans uh, chapter 10. I'm going to start on verse 10. All right, this is Paul. He's speaking about the very thing we're talking about for the most part. He's talking about the rejection of Israel. And he says, one believes with the heart, resulting in righteousness, and one confesses with the mouth, resulting in salvation. Now the scripture says, everyone who believes on him will not be put to shame, for there is no distinction between Jew and Greek, since the same Lord of all is rich to all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And it continues on, it says, but how can they call? Let me make sure I'm on this, this showing up right. Yeah, it says, but how can they call on him? They have not believed in and how can they believe without hearing about him and how can they hear without a preacher and how can they preach unless they are sent as it is written how beautiful are the feet of those who announce the gospel of good things but all did not obey the gospel for isaiah says lord who has believed our message so faith comes from what is heard and what is heard comes through the message about christ but i ask did they not hear yes they did their voice has gone out to all the earth and their words to the ends of the inhabited world. But I ask, did Israel not understand? First, Moses said, I will make you jealous of those who are not a nation. I will make you angry by a nation that lacks understanding. And Isaiah says boldly, I was found by those who were not looking for me. I revealed myself to those who were not asking for me. But to Israel, he says, all day long i have spread out my hands to a disobedient and defiant people now this is this is talking about israel now this is going down this is the important part we're about to get into right here now we talked about israel's rejection and we're going to talk about it more so this is paul speaking again in romans chapter 11. i ask then has god rejected his people absolutely not for i too am an israelite a descendant of abraham from the tribe of benjamin God has not rejected his people from uh, his people whom he foreknew. Or don't you know what the scripture says in the passage about Elijah, how he pleads with God against Israel? Lord, they have killed your prophets and torn down your altars. I am the only one left and they are trying to take my life. But what was God's reply to him? I have left 7,000 men for myself who have not bowed down to Baal. In the same way then, there is also at the present time a remnant chosen by grace. Now, if by grace, then it is not by works. Otherwise, grace ceases to be grace. What then? Israel did not find what it was looking for, but the elect did find it. The rest were hardened, as it is written. God gave them a spirit of insensitivity, eyes that cannot see and ears that cannot hear to this day. And David says, let their feasting become a snare and a trap, a pitfall and a retribution to them. Let their eyes be darkened so they cannot see and their backs be bent continually. And then it goes on. I ask then, have they stumbled in order to fall? Absolutely not. On the contrary, by their stumbling, salvation has come to the Gentiles to make Israel jealous. Now, if their stumbling brings riches for the world, and their failure riches for the Gentiles, how much more will their full number bring? Now, I'm, now I am speaking to you Gentiles in view of the fact that I am an apostle to the Gentiles. I magnify my ministry. If I can somehow make my own people jealous and save some of them, for if their rejection brings re reconciliation to the world, what will their acceptance mean but life from the dead? Now, if the first fruits offered up are holy, so is the whole batch. And if the root is holy, so are the branches. I'm reading all this because this is exactly what we're talking about. Now, if some of the branches were broken off and you, though a wild olive branch, he's talking about us at this point, were grafted in among them and have come to share in the rich root of the cultivated olive tree, do not brag that you are better than those branches. But if you do brag, you do not sustain the root, but the root sustains you. Then you will say, branches were broken off so that i might be grafted in true enough they were broken off by unbelief but you stand by faith do not be arrogant but be afraid for if god did not spare the natural branches he will not spare you either therefore consider god's kindness and severity 
severity toward those who have fallen, but God's kindness towards you if you remain in his kindness. Otherwise, you too will be cut off. And so and then he continues on. And even they, if they do not remain in unbelief, will be grafted in because God has the power to graft them in again. So he goes on to say this about them. It says regarding the gospel, they are enemies for your advantage. But regarding election, they are loved because of the patriarch patriarchs, since God's gracious gifts and calling are irrevocable as you once disobeyed God, but now have received mercy through their disobedience. So they too have now disobeyed, resulting in mercy to you so that they also now may receive mercy for God has imprisoned all in disobedience so that he may have mercy on all. So this is, I read a lot and I wasn't, I, and I didn't want to put a lot of my opinion in this I just want to read this because this is exactly what scripture says. What you got, Ashley? Um, I didn't get the uh, scripture of that. What was the scripture of it? That was Romans chapter 10 through Romans chapter 11. So I read all this to say, this is exactly what we're talking about. These Jews that are over there now are many of them rebellious. And this is them living out their nature. This is who they are as a people. It is said throughout the Old Testament over and over and over again, kings of other nations have written about them and it's in the bible saying hey research it yourself this is literally kings talking to kings saying research research yourself the history of these people and how they're rebellious people god says this about them human being says this about them but it doesn't matter because at the end of the day he's a faithful god and they will not be left they will not be left behind. He's the faithful one. It doesn't rely on our faithfulness. It relies on his faithfulness. And so because they, they came into being and no one even wanted them. God said that about them. He says, you were kicking about in your blood. You were naked, kicking about in your blood. No one loved you enough to even to wash the blood off of you. He says, so I walked by you. He's talking about Israel. I walked by you and said, live. And then he goes on in this same, I'm talking about Ezekiel 16 at this point. He goes on and talks about how he marries Israel and then Israel behaves like a prostitute. She rebels against him. And she does that over and over and over again. In fact, he says that I divorced her. He said, I gave her a certificate of divorce. I divorced her. But I'm sure you've heard of, because it said a lot in churches talking about there's a marriage in heaven. That's the marriage. They will be they are they will be reconciled. They will be brought back together. So, yes, Israel has. Currently can and in the future will rebel against God. But there is a point coming when Jesus himself will lead them out into the wilderness and it says, I will woo you back to me. And so they will their eyes will be open. There's a partial hardening this on them right now in fact that's actually what i was looking for and that is actually coming from uh oh i'm sorry what you got ashley oh no i was gonna let you finish like i wanted you to finish your thought so it's right here actually so it says uh romans eleven twenty five. so that you will not be conceited brothers i do not want you to be unaware of this mystery a partial hardening has come to israel until the full number of the gentiles has come in and in this way all Israel will be saved, as it is written. The liberator will come from Zion. He will turn away godlessness from Jacob. So, and he says, and this will be my covenant with him when I take away their sins. So he is he has not forgotten them, even though men they have they have strayed and rejected Christ. They're very the very visiting of God to them, they have missed, but he has not forgotten them. In fact, we, because of that happening by God's great plan salvation has been open to us and once the full number of us become believers then their eyes will be opened again and they will accept him as messiah and we will all be one huge family that's what scripture says now the other stuff about this conspiracy theories that are out there they're conspiracy theories that's just what they are this is what scripture says though and conspiracy theories sound great because there's always a little truth in them 
But the fact is, this is what scripture says. He is never leaving them. It don't matter what they do. He is he, he's the faithful one. And so he is never going to leave them. Uh, this is God warns us about conspiracies. He says, do not call a conspiracy what these people call a conspiracy and do not dread it. This this is this is what scripture says about them, even though the very scripture we're reading right now, which is the New Testament, they do not respect. <laughs> they do not respect. They do not regard. They do not like they think it's blasphemous. This is actually talking about them and they are living out exactly who they are, their nature. This is what they've been doing since the beginning. They rebel. What'd you have, Ashley? Hey, you're muted if you're if you're saying something. Yeah, I was trying, I was trying to. Okay. Cause it's just like I said, so there so it's a basically okay for them to just be at war with the Palestinians, like to fight for their land because it's their God-given right to. Is that what you're saying? What I mean, what it, what it boils down to? What it boils down to, yes, the land belongs to them. There is a time coming when they are about to get almost utterly destroyed. Like, like the world is going to turn against them. That's what prophecy says. There's a time coming. It says, it says the, the Gentiles will come and defile my holy place. He says, he, he says he hands them over. He hands his 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 place over to the Gentiles to be defiled. So that time is coming where they're going. And it, we, we may be looking at it coming up soon. You can see the world is turning against them. The world has almost always been against Israel. There's never been a time where the world has just been like, oh, man, we just love Israel. It's, it's almost always been a hand against them. But uh, that there is a time coming where they will be uh, uh, trampled by the Gentiles. And, 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 and that, that we may be looking at it coming soon. I don't know. But it doesn't make it doesn't make it OK for any atrocities to happen at all god is still a just god but at the end of the day that's their land and they're going to lose it again it's going to happen again they're going to lose it again and they and god himself is going to create a pathway out into the wilderness they're going to jump on this highway they're going to go out there and they're going to meet jesus himself that's what the future is going to bring for them and while they're over there meeting jesus that's when we're in this tribulation that's going on but they'll actually see their their savior. He'll actually be there and teaching him, teaching them about him. And uh, that's that's what's going to that's where it says uh, things such as there uh, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. That's when all that stuff goes down. He's actually going to be protecting them out there. But these people have hurt God to the core. If you go and look at Ezekiel 16 and not just there, I mean, throughout the whole Bible. But if you look at Ezekiel 16, you can you can you can hear the hurt in his voice as he's talking about about them they 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 he said that you leave me for other lovers he says you he said what kind of woman are you that prefers other lovers than to your own husband i mean he he goes he goes in on them and, uh but at the end of the day he says i will stop your adulterous ways and i will woo you back to me this is the this is this is nothing new for them is what i'm saying it is nothing new for them that doesn't mean that we turn our head and look the other way if they do something wrong or when they do something wrong that is not what that means because they are to be punished when they do things wrong in fact he handed them over to uh babylonians whenever they uh when they whenever they were disobeying he handed them over to babylonians Babylonians end up mistreating them, and so he ends up punishing the Babylonians. He's I hand them over to your hands, and you mistreat them. And so, uh, so yeah, so they are to still be held accountable, but that does not ever take away their right as the God's peculiar treasure. That's his people. That's that's we're thank we are grateful that we're grafting into this to this family, but that just goes to show you how faithful he is. That it doesn't matter. This is this this is also, I guess, a story we can bring up about grace. That we are, he calls he calls the people who are for real of God the elect. And so, if you are the elect, it doesn't matter how bad you have done. It doesn't matter how bad you get, because he is faithful. You are saved to the end because of him, not because of you. And this is so he's doing it for the Jews. 
He does it also for the Gentiles. But yes, that's that's their place. And, and we can feel a certain way about it. But the truth is, this is God. This is God making a table for them in the presence of their enemies. That's God. This this is him being who he is to them. Now, there are times and there is a time coming where he turns his back on them as far as giving them over to uh, to their enemies. He's done it several times to the point to where they were brought down to almost nothing. I would say now I can't say that this is exactly why this happened, but I would say that the Holocaust is reason behind that, that if, if we're looking at what happened in the Bible with their history, they would grow into this uh, like uh, almost countless amount of people. And then they will rebel against God and God himself will deal with them to the point to where they're just a remnant, just a very small amount left over. And then they'll return back to God and say, we've sinned, we turn back to God when they, they'll beg God and then God turns back to them and then they start flourishing again. And, and sure enough, again, they'll mess up again. They've been doing this since they were brought out of Egypt. They were brought out of Egypt. They saw God do all kinds of crazy stuff to their God, to, uh, to the Egyptian gods. I mean, just, I mean, miracle after miracle after miracle. And just shortly after them being delivered, they started worshiping other gods. This is just who they are. This is this is this is their nature. It says they 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 uh they're called Israel wrestles with God. And one of the reasons behind it, I truly believe, is because no other person, no other people has wrestled with God and lived through it. They do. They wrestle with God and they are still around. They are still around because of his faithfulness. But yeah, we uh, what you got, Jewel? I'm sorry. Hey, it's it's gotten really good. I hate to uh, run right now, but I, I enjoyed it. I'm gonna have to go. I have to get to some homework for the kids. Got like a thirty more minutes left. But yeah, I'm looking forward for the heroes getting a spanking. I like to see it. <laughs> All right, later. All right. <laughs> what you got, Veronica? I was waiting for you to get to that uh, woo, woo, woo her back part. Oh man, I love it. Um, yeah, I, I remember just studying on this and um, you giving us basically scripture, which I appreciate. I thank you for all that and for the topic. But yeah, that part of him wooing her back after all this, just amazing love. Amen. And she, uh, she messed up bad. He, like he said, he said, at least prostitutes get gifts for, for what they like, do. Like they get you paid. Give, yeah, they get paid. <laughs> you give them gifts. He said, he said, you actually give gifts to your lovers. He said, he said, this is unheard of. Like what he says, and he goes on to, and that's just not Ezekiel, that's all over. He says, uh, he said, he talks about Israel and Judah when they were split up. He said, uh, he said, Israel, he said, Israel went and, and played the and played the prostitute. Uh, he says in, in Judah, her, her sister, the Judah, her sister uh, was not afraid or something. Said, I can't exactly. I need to pull the scripture. So, but Judah was not afraid and, uh, and went along with it, basically. And so that's uh, but he uh, he's he's hurt. He was hurt by them. And uh, and but he's he's faithful. And so he, he, he is just it's just amazing to see that even after all this, that, yeah, that's just that's just who he is. And so, but at the end of the day, like I said, it, they, Israel has had so much turmoil and I'm going to say something, this is going to seem very controversial. Um, there was a time when the, when the Benjamites were Israelites, they messed up a tribe of Israel. They messed up bad. And I think it was the Benjamites and the, uh, and Judah was about to go to war with them. And uh, I want to say it was Judah, if I'm saying this correctly, y'all forgive me if I'm not. And so they were going to go uh, go to war with them. This is Israel versus Israel. And when they surrounded them, there was a wise woman came out and she said, hey, hey, so what is going on? What are y'all doing? And he said, we're looking for this one king. Like we're about to come in there and demolish everything because we're looking after this one. We're trying to get to this king, this king over this, this place here. Right. And this is Israel versus Israel. 
and she said, wait right here. And then she went back and she talked to the people and she said, let's let's cut his head off and, and throw his head over the wall to them since that's what they're looking for. And that's what they did. They, they cut off this king's head, threw it, threw it over the wall at the Israelites that were there. And that was fine. They, they, they turned away and went away. That stopped. That stopped a, 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 a destruction that was about to happen. She was called wise in the Bible. A wise woman said this. A wise woman is the one that came up with this. Now, this is going to sound harsh. This is going to sound harsh. What's happening with the Palestinians, it is evident that Israel is not stopping. That's evident. That that's a that's a hard that is that is I mean they already lost thirty thousand people at this point. I mean they're not stopping. I mean probably not anytime soon. However, on the flip side, you have the very people that Israel is after, who is Hamas, that are sitting there that, that are with you, and you're not. And I don't know if they necessarily support. I'm talking about the Palestinians. I'm certain that they're afraid of them. That to me is their option throw their heads over the wall and then stop. That's 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 what they're backed up against right now at this point. What what you have, Ashley? Yeah, because with the Hamas, like they're the extremist group. And it seems like they're I mean, they're the ones that initially kicked off, you know, what we've been going through the past what, four months now? Yep. They started that back up. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying is that Israel ain't stopping until Hamas is finished. If that's what Israel wants, turn on Hamas and give it to them. Give give them Hamas. And uh and 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 there's no way the world at that point will side with Israel once you got Hamas. Like why are you still doing this now? You already got Hamas. Not that's to me is the is the thing to do. Even though it's Hamas and they're a ruthless organization, you got certain death on one side and you got possible death on the other. Go out to Hamas. Go ahead, go ahead and take them out. That's the way I see it. That, I mean, I don't I don't know that there's any other option outside of that if you're pressed on both sides like that. And what they're looking for is Hamas and Hamas is basically and I'll be honest, using them as human shields. They That's exactly what they're doing. I mean, it, I, I don't care what anybody. They are using them as human as human shields. And so the the what's behind all is we can people can be upset with how Israel is handling this. But the truth is, it all started behind Hamas. And so we can't let that part of it go. And what I see happening now is that I think people forget or or don't quite remember how it all kind of popped off. These people were chopping off babies' heads. I mean, this is this is atrocious stuff. And and so, yes, there was a hard, a heavy handed response on that. And it was like, we're going to destroy Hamas has to be destroyed at this point. What you got, Ashley? Yeah, like from what I was, you know, from um, looking up history, it started with uh, the Six Day War in 1967. That's when um, that conflict really, like, it's just basically been back and forth ever since then. Yeah, they'll never truly have peace there. Uh, that's even in that the Six Day War to me is amazing. That's also to me God's hand on Israel. I mean, literally, they get they get attacked by what like four or five different countries at the same time. And beat them in six days. Like, who's heard of anything like that? That's God protect. That's God being who He is. It doesn't matter how they are. God's going to protect them. It's just, it's just how it is. And so, uh, but I, and I know it's like, I know it's especially now. It's super controversial what's going on right now. But, uh, but we can't forget how this, how, how this when they came in. I mean, the, the way they came in and just and took these hostages and things. You know, like no, like no, we can't. We we. I don't understand if I put myself in Israel's position, me personally, if that was my country, if that was my country and, uh, and people just came in and just did this to my people, I don't see any peace plan where they still exist. I don't see it. Like I can't, I can't see it. I can't see this wasn't us just declaring war on each other. You literally came in, hitting out people, raped some of them, chopped off heads of others. No, no, like there's no peace. There, there isn't. You you gotta go. How can you make peace with a person with, with with a people like that? Does that make sense? I mean, I don't understand how you can make peace with someone like that. What you got, Ashley? 
Oh, no, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. I think that's just, it's just this whole situation. It's like, now that I'm learning more and more about the Bible, I'm just like, wow. Like, and I want, I just want to be able to know the truth. I think that's what like God is just leading me to find truth because it's just so much information, like so many different things that you hear. You're right. And what I would say, even as I'm speaking to you, you got to stay in your Bible. And not just have, even as I did here, point you to certain scriptures to support my my point of view. You got to read the Bible and then read it again and then read it again and then read it again. It, that's that's what you got to do, because it is not something that is simply understood. I don't fully understand it. And we're all learning together. What you got, Ashley? And um, I do want to say that it's not just me. Um you know, hearing different things. It, you know, I do read the Bible and also like God speaks to me through dreams. And the day that, cause like recently, uh, one of the uh, Rothschilds, like they died on my son's birthday. And that night I had a dream about a bank. Like it's like certain things that like God will give me revelations and I'll just be like, God, what is this? You know, and I didn't find out until like a few days later and then that's what i was just like that's what sparked my interest in this like in the you know, like because like i mean i've heard you know about the war and things but it made like it made it even more real to me if that makes sense yeah i hear you but what i was what i would say to you and this is just my counsel to you um the only what's the best way to put this god is the only one to be feared not any being, not any other being, not 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 any other organization, not any other anything, not any race of people, not anything. Only God Himself. He is He is in full control. If you are handed over to Satan, He did it. If if these these babies they got their heads chopped off, He allowed it. I mean, this this is God is the one that we are to fear. He is the one that we are to fear. He could have stopped every last one, every last bit of that. He can make peace happen right now as I'm speaking. But for whatever reason, in his great wisdom, he has not decided to do that. What you got, Ashley? Um, I like, I don't really so much like, uh, like, and, and fear. I think like the fear that I do have is a holy fear. Like, like, God, I just want to know the truth. I don't want to be misled by this because like i said i've gone to so many different churches and so many different things it's like a part of me is almost like hypersensitive and hyper paranoid because there's certain things it's just like doesn't make any sense and it gets to the point where it's kind of culty <laughs> absolutely and, and i appreciate you and don't get me wrong i truly appreciate i think people do who are also listening right now appreciate you bringing up your concerns i think it is i, I think that is a very good thing that you felt comfortable enough to do just that. And I think it is a good thing that we're able to dialogue on cert certain things. Mary, you had your hand up? Was that an accident, Mary? Not, not accident. Okay. <laughs> but I think it's a good idea that we, uh, that, that, that you did this, because this is truly what iron sharpens iron is. But I'm gonna tell you just something, because I know we don't really know each other uh, about this particular Bible study. Uh, we stick as close as possible to scripture. I may have an opinion, but it's worth nothing. All that matters is what scripture says. And, and, and so because of that, we typically don't go by what a, a, a movie, a song, a, a, a pastor. We don't go off of what any person has opined on their opinion is on anything we don't do it it's, it's worth almost nothing in this group it definitely has some worth somewhere i'm sure but not in this group because if you came back it up with scripture then we we lay it to the side the reason why is is because the scripture says the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked so if we can't sit there and find it in scripture where it says this then there is a very high chance that we are a hundred percent wrong on it and so because of that, we try as best as we can to stay with what that says right there in scripture. What you got, Ashley? 
No, I, I 100%, like, I believe you in saying that because you wouldn't have taken the time to, you know, show me in scripture, you know, like, what, why you feel the way you do, you know what I mean? Because most people will just, like, be dismissive or write you off, and, you know, they'll be more or less opinion-based and not biblical-based. <laughs> Amen. And, and listen, I hear what you're talking about, about being hypersensitive to things. When I started reading the, uh, the scripture for myself and really just started reading it, uh, it made me more hypersensitive to what I hear, you know, when uh, like if I listen to a radio pastor, if I go to church or whatever the case, and I'm listening, I'm like, well, that's not what the Bible says. You know, uh, so I, I, I can truly appreciate that. And I don't ever want you to feel like you're in a position to where you can't question us on, you know, whoever's whoever's given this word. You know what I mean? E even if, you know, you got to pull us to the side or whatever the case may be, because the truth is uh, you should be able to do that. None of us is higher than than, than anyone. What you got, Ashley? Yeah, and um, I probably will be. Uh, <laughs> I'll be uh, in my Bible, definitely, for sure, especially with um because like i was saying um and doing because like i told you about bible school and how uh i was basically told that in 70 a.d like when uh basically the jews lost their right to land when jesus died but like i said i don't want to hold y'all too much but it's just certain things that like i'm being taught and and of course like with anything there's going to be conflict in things and I just I just love the Bible for what it is. Like I actually feel bad that I didn't learn the Bible a long time ago because it's got to a point where it's like I can't even hear certain things anymore. Like I look at life completely different now, like completely different, but like in a in the best way possible. But yeah, I just I just wish I would do a lot of this, and I'm just glad to be able to you know join y'all. Like I said last you know the past few weeks like i'm just grateful to be able to be around other christians reading the bible with them because this even bible study itself has been taken out of churches and it's just like you just hear about opinions and i just i don't want to hear about people's opinions it's more or less like i want to hear about facts and even myself like i want to be able to be convicted like if i'm wrong about something i'll be quiet i will not say it and i will apologize if i'm being rude or you know coming off a certain way it's just i just want to know truth amen and that's and, and that's i'm glad you said that because the truth is most people will say that but when truth hits them uh Truth typically is pretty tough. And in the Old Testament and the New Testament, so in the Old Testament, it says, it says the uh the people will say to the prophets, no longer give a word. Instead, tell me lies. That's what we want to hear. We 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 don't want to hear the word of God. I want you to lie to me. Like, for instance, we got a uh uh I, I bought a, a scale, a weight scale, and I've been in the gym and everything. And I got on it and, it, and I and, and this is after like taking like this was actually I want to say it was through some holiday and I ate way more than I was supposed to. And I got on the scale and it said I lost like a pound. And I'm like, yeah, I ate with me. Like I, you probably lying, but I but I like this scale. That's how we are. Like like we we like we love a lot. And so the truth, but the, the truth, it, it can it can hurt. And and sometimes the truth is right in our face, and sometimes you know. But most of the time, the truth is not something that we'll just jump on and say, oh, man, yes, that's right. I actually think that's that's the right thing. It's usually the lie because the lie is what's enticing. That's the, the lie is enticing. The truth is typically uh, has an uglier feel to it. OK, um, I'm sorry. Sorry, I didn't mean to. <laughs> I didn't mean to turn off. I was trying to turn it off. But yeah, I, I definitely agree with. Um, but what you're saying, because even I myself in my own weight loss journey, <laughs> and I had a skill tell me that I was like four pounds off, <laughs> but it gave me my true weight. <laughs> so yeah, I get that, and yeah, yeah. and even with uh, what I'm learning about, you know, with the with the Israeli war, that that is definitely possible where you'll have people that that want to side with the Palestinians, and they will throw out certain things, and they will say certain things. But even though, but my my um 
well, the thing is, like, with my Bible school, it's all online, and basically it's, like, everything is back in 1999. So it really doesn't have anything to do, like, it's not like the teachers are teaching me, you know, oh, and they're bringing this up. It was more or less, I came to my, um, like, when, when I was taking notes, and what the, uh, as far as what the teacher was saying, like, I came to that conclusion, like, oh, my God. And then that's when it was more or less confirmed by that teacher. But, like, even tonight, like, with this, this confirms a lot of stuff to me, too. Like, with Romans, I'm definitely going to be looking into this throughout the week. And I really appreciate you for taking the time out and, and showing me. But, like, especially with the New Testament, what it says in the New Testament. Hey, man. Uh, honestly, uh. I'm an Old Testament guy myself. I love the Old Testament. But, but uh, yes, but the Old Testament to me just illuminates so much in the New Testament of, as to why, the why behind things that are happening in the New Testament, the why of Jesus uh, appearing, the why that they even reject Jesus. You know, uh, it, the Old Testament illuminates a lot of that stuff. And so as we go through First Samuel all the way through David, we're going to see a lot of this stuff come up that illuminates what's happening. Uh, when Jesus was here, this is all a prophecy to him and to and, and to Israel. And now I want to go back to this. Siding with Palestine, I don't want to say automatically means that you're against Israel. Well, I guess let's put it this way. I'm not saying that Israel is good and Palestinians are 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 evil. That's not what I'm saying at all. Uh, but as far as who that land belongs to. God gave it to the Israelites. That's just what it comes. That's just what it comes down to. And uh, and and, and oh, I'm sorry. What you got, Ashley? Oh no, yeah, that's like that was like the number one thing. And I'm not saying I'm siding with you know anyone either. It's just like like I said, I want to know the truth. And yeah, you showed me in Scripture exactly what God said and what He you know His promises and what He gave. I think it was well, it was Paul that wrote Romans, right? It was Paul that, uh, yeah, so he's the one that explained that. So, yeah. Amen. But thank you, though. This was a great conversation. I didn't have no idea it was going to go here, and I'm glad it did because uh, this is this, the the war that was is, that is happening over there is something that I've been wanting to speak on. But uh, I'm glad to, uh, that you did bring that up, though. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace.